The Terps should be ready coming out of the bye. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everyone, I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day and also video content creator for 247 and inside MarylandSports.com. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The Maryland Terrapins should be ready to go and should be a lot better after this bye week that they had. We're on a two-game losing streak right now, as you guys all know. We lost the big game to Ohio State in a game that I thought we had a chance to win. We lost We lost to an Illinois team that we were absolutely better than in a team that we should have won, but we got outcoached that game. And we They played harder than us, and they did the small things better than us, and we lost by a field goal, and that's what happens in the Big Ten. So currently we're on a two-game losing streak, and the bye week could not have been more needed in this situation. But I think we're ready to go after the bye week. I think, number one, it was a chance to get a break from football. Those guys play a lot of football. I know because I play a Division One sport, and it is a lot. It's a lot. You Pretty much it's your life. It's pretty much all you do, and sometimes all you want is a break from it. You care about winning, and you want to put in a ton of work, but when you're playing every day for a ton of hours and the amount of time they put into it in the film room, on the practice field, every single day that those football Maryland Terrapins put on their pads every day and go at it and then have a physical game on Saturday, it's a lot for kids that are – 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old to have that much of a mental pain and a mental block every single day that you have to go through and a physical pain also that you have to go through every single day. But number one, it gets them right mentally. I think the Terps needed a break. I think that was kind of clear in terms of the last game against Illinois. Honestly, I can't say the bye week came at a perfect time. But I'm saying that we absolutely needed it now because if it was up to me, I would have preferred the bye week to be after the Ohio State game. But I think this after the Illinois game works too. I don't think we would have lost against Illinois if we were if we had a bye week after the Ohio State game and we played Illinois after a, after um, that. And but you know the schedule is what the schedule is, so you have to go through it. How? Ever Coach Loxley and the staff and the Maryland administrators and however they cook up the schedule is what you have to do. So the bye weeks after the Illinois, after the Illinois game, and of course we're back from it now. But I think it was a chance for them to get a break. I know a lot of kids go home during the weekend on the bye week because we know we fifty percent over fifty percent of our roster is from the DMV area. So I'm sure a lot of those guys just spend time with family and friends which is extremely important. Don't underrate that. From a from a fan perspective and from a analyst perspective and a guy that has this podcast or you guys, 
overall, you might overlook that mental side of things and that kind of getting time away from football side of things. We might not think about that because we're not living in that situation and we're not going at it every single day. We don't want to break from it. We love it. We want to watch them play every single weekend. But for them to have practice every day and that capacity, that mental capacity that they have every single day to get through practice in the film room, recovery room, injuries and stuff, I think we're going to we needed that buy, and I think we're going to be much better coming out of the bye week. But it's also a chance to correct things. That's another reason why I think we'll be better. I think it's a chance to give our offense a chance to put in a couple new plays, our defense to maybe put in a couple new But also, like I said, for our defense to correct some things that Illinois took advantage against us or Ohio State took advantage against us, some concepts that we might see later on that maybe Northwestern could implement that – they saw Illinois do well against us, or they saw Ohio State do well against us. It's a chance for us to self-scout one. Coach Loxley has talked about self-scouting and how important that is. He says we try to self-scout as much as we try and scout other teams because if you don't self-scout well, you see it in the NFL, you see it in college football, a really good coach and a coach that's really detailed with his film study will have plays that he has drawn up and cooked up from a week of watching film on the next opponent, he will have things that he knows will work and that um, and that's how coverage busts happen. That's how people get wide open. That's how you get really big run plays sometimes over and over on a similar type of plays because the coaches have watched film and they know this defensive player is going to do that in this situation or this guy is going to jump around here and we're going to have an over route over the top on a post or something like that overall. That's how coaches get those big plays a lot of the time. It's from scouting the other team opponents. So this bye weeks gives us a chance to self-scout. So when we play Northwestern, when we play Penn State, when we play all those upcoming hard schedules, it's going to allow us to hopefully that we self-scout good enough so that we're not making mistakes, especially on defense. Maybe it's the offensive line and pass rushing moves that have worked against them or anything like that. Or Talia, they give... Um, a certain look, Ohio State gave him a certain look, and maybe Northwestern tries to implement that. But instead of throwing a pick in that situation, Talia knows to throw it away or something like that. It's self-scouting is extremely important, watching film on yourselves, and it gives us a chance to get better that way. I think that's one of the biggest things. And like I was saying before, it gives us a chance to put in a couple new looks offensively. Maybe we get a new shot play over the top to Octavian Smith, like what I was talking about. I said Octavian Smith, I would love for him to get more involved. Or maybe we put in a new blitz on defense or a new couple of a new coverage or something like that to slow down Northwestern a little bit in their passing game, even though I'm not saying their passing game is amazing, but just, you know what I mean, to put in a new look on defense to give Northwestern a new look or put in new looks to maybe we don't have to bring it out against Northwestern for the Penn State game and have a better chance at winning that game. But overall, I think we got a lot better Hopefully, I'm not in the room. I don't know exactly what's happening, but I, I'm assuming that Coach Loxley did a really good job of self-scouting and the positional coaches went back and were able to really watch a detailed film of their guys and see what we need to get better at, where we're doing good at, what we need to continue to do well. Because it's hard during a normal week. They do watch film on themselves on the games that they just played, but 
they have to get into the next game and the next film that they have to watch next week. So it's hard during an actual game week to really self-scout. But during a bye week, you got a lot of time to be able to do that, but also a lot of time to prepare for Northwestern. But maybe the most important thing that I haven't talked about that is going to make us much better is we get our guys back. We get those guys that were on that were injured against Illinois back. We get Dante Trader back. Dante, we need him in the back end next to Bo Braid to have one of the best safety duos in the Big Ten. I've talked to Dante. Him and Bo Braid communicate really well on the field together because they have an awesome relationship off the field. So we need Dante to get back to have that with Bo Braid because Dante brings out the best in Bo and vice versa. So we need those two to be back there on the defense. And then we get Corey Bullock. Don't underestimate the offensive line, getting an offensive lineman back. We don't look at it maybe. We're not watching it directly during the game. We might be paying more attention to where Talia is throwing it or what the running game is doing. But it's still extremely important for us to get a guy like Corey Bullock to have back on the offensive line. And Tarheeb still. I need Tarheeb still back. Our secondary has struggled at times without him. And especially against Ohio State, I think we would have had a much better chance of matching up with Marvin Harrison, especially in the second half and some in the first half too, if we had had Tarheeb still. But we have missed Tarheeb still the last couple of weeks, one of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten. And we need him to really be considered one of the best secondaries in the Big Ten, which I do consider us when we're fully healthy. But when we're not fully healthy, we're just not. That's just how it is. But we need Tarheeb still back. That's going to be a huge get. I'm sure you guys all know that. And then Corey Deitches, we didn't have him last week against Illinois. He's expected to play against Northwestern this weekend. So Corey Deitches is also a huge get. He a matchup nightmare from the tight end position. Was our leading receiver at the beginning of the year, but dropped off a little bit. But overall, we're going to need Corey Deitches to create different matchups. We might not need these guys against Northwestern. And if it's in between, between they're healthy enough to play, but it's still a little bit iffy, I'm fine with holding them out and getting ready for the next week in the bigger games that we have coming up because we should be able to handle Northwestern. But overall, these guys are supposed to play, which is going to be huge, which is the number one reason why I think we get a lot better this weekend. Coming off the bye, but I think we are ready to go coming back from the bye. Two defensive players need to step up and continue to play well for the Terps. I'll tell you about those two guys after this message from Jace Medical and FanDuel. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medicals plus an additional $20 off using locked on college at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code locked on college. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. 
The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Two defensive players absolutely need to step up for the Terps down in the stretch. Number one name on my list is a guy that we expected maybe to be our best defensive player, maybe to be our most talented player on defense, a true sophomore, Jay Sean Barham. Hear me out about Jay Sean Barham. I think in a way, if I'm being honest, I think the coaching staff holds him back a little bit in terms of how much we rotate the players. And don't get me wrong, the other linebackers have played really well, so it's hard for me to say that it's bad that we rotate guys in and out and that Jay Sean should be having every snap because Gote has played really well. Ruben Hippolay is top of our team in tackles. Wheatland has also played really well. So I can't sit here and be like Jay Sean Barham should have every snap, but I definitely need Barham to step it up a little bit because honestly – I expected him to take a huge step from freshman and sophomore year. His freshman year was really good. Freshman All-American, all that. Did a bunch. Looked like the four-star recruit. Looked like one of the best recruits Coach Loxley's had. And he still is that. Had four sacks last year. Was our leading pass rusher. Leading sack guy. He did a lot last year to say, wow, another year in the system. Another year in the Big Ten. Another year in the weight room. Another year getting stronger, getting faster. Barham might be able to take another step to maybe an all Big Ten level. And it hasn't been that. It hasn't been that. He's played well at times. Don't get me wrong. He's played really well at times. And he's shown the talent, especially off the edge. I still kind of think, even though our pass rush, I said this about three weeks ago, even though our pass rush has started to play a lot better, and I'm going to get into one of those guys after I talk about Jason Barham, I still think, arguably, you could say Barham is our best rusher off the edge. He just has a bend and an explosiveness and a quickness off the edge that seems to work when the Maryland staff puts him out there in big third downs and I don't mind them continuing to do that but we're going to need a little bit more of that we're going to need just overall because if we look at the stats from last year it's it's looking like he's going to have a regressed year in terms of his freshman to sophomore league through these games he has 17 tackles and three sacks this year and like I said he's played well He's done some good things. If he wasn't Barham, if he didn't have the last name Barham on the back of his jersey and wasn't a four-star recruit, wasn't a top 150 recruit, and I didn't have the expectations of the world on him, I would be like, this guy's a really good player. But since he does, and I'm looking at his stats from last year compared to this year, I have to say he's regressed, and I expect more from him. Last year, he had 59 tackles and four sacks. So he has a chance to add on to the sack numbers, but the tackles are just way down. 17 tackles this year compared to 59 at the end of last year. Yes, I understand that it's that we're only seven games through and that last year this was the whole entire season, but we're more than halfway through now. So it doesn't lead on track to get 34 tackles right now compared to 59 from last year. So I don't know if he's not making as many plays in the run game. I don't know. I have to go back and legitimately watch film and watch his every snap. But overall, it looks like he's going to have a regressed year, which 
is a little bit disappointing, but that's why I'm here to say we need him to step up. Our defense needs him to take another step in the next level. We're going to need some plays from him. We're going to need one to two big plays from him a game. We're going to also need just consistent run stops, and we're going to need rushing off the edge if we want to if we want to have success down the back end of our schedule and get out of this two-game losing streak that we currently If we want to get back on track, we're going to need this guy, Jason Barham, to step up because I know when we're going to go play Penn State in the shell and hopefully Maryland crowd shows out, which I kind of expect them to do in a game like Penn State and also Penn State fans travel, after the performance that Ohio State put up against um, against um, Ohio State last weekend, if you guys watched that game, Penn State's offense was dreadful. It was terrible. Their quarterback looked out of rhythm. Drew Aller, the whole thing looked like a mess. So I know Penn State's going to try and correct a lot of those things when they come and play us. So those things are going to need to be corrected, and we're going to need – or Penn State will correct those things, and they're going to come out with some new stuff when they play us. And we're going to need Jay Sean Barham to step up and make some plays that the Ohio State players were making in that game to keep us in the game potentially. So we're going to need Barham down the stretch to improve and to get us into a really good bowl game. We're going to need Barham to step up and take that freshman to sophomore leap that I've seen Kellen Wyatt, who's the second guy I'm going to talk about. I've seen Kellen Wyatt take, but I haven't seen Jason Barham take. Kellen Wyatt, he's my second player. It's not necessarily necessarily that I need him to step up, but I need him to continue to play the way he has. And I think he can do it. I think he has a lot of talent. I think he's a really good player. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. He played last year as a freshman, but he got overshadowed by the guy we just talked about in Jason Barham because Jason Barham was playing at an insane level for a freshman. But Kellen Wyatt, we're going to need him to continue to play well. Has three sacks in his last three games. So he's been getting pass rush. He's been getting to the quarterback. He's been creating pressure. But we're going to need that to continue in these games to get out of this losing streak and this rut that we're in and this bad taste that we all have in our mouths from losing to Illinois, from losing to Ohio State in a game that we should have won. But Kellen Wyatt has played awesome, and he has taken an absolute leap from his freshman year. Three sacks on the Lear compared to last year. He only had 1.5, and it's been these last three weeks. It wasn't. It wasn't as much in the beginning, in the middle of the season. It's been these last three weeks where he's really stepped up, had a sack against Ohio State, had a sack against Illinois. He's becoming harder and harder to block. He's getting some good moves overall, and we're going to need him to continue to play well down the stretch to get out of this losing streak. And I think our defense has done some good things at times. I thought they had a really good first half against Ohio State. I thought they didn't play a terrible game against Illinois. We gave up some big plays and things, but I think we – didn't do a horrible job. I mean, there's stuff to get better at. Don't get me wrong. But we did some good things overall. So I'm going to need a guy like Kellen White to step up and continue to play well overall. But Jason Barham, I'm going to need. I'm going to need Kellen White. I'm going to need those two true sophomores that were that both played as freshmen to step up for the Terps and order us for us to get out of this losing streak. I'm going to update you on the Kevin Sumlin situation after this ad from eBay Motors. Pass and drive and patience is what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps you your ride 
or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, and your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring it home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion of bot. Apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Let's talk about the Kevin Sumlin situation because now we have a new update. Coach Loxley spoke about it. I spoke about it yesterday. I said, I honestly, I said I thought he should be fired because I didn't want that to be the view of our program. I didn't want for a guy like Sumlin when he's recruiting a kid and their parents are interested in who's recruiting their kid from Maryland or who keeps calling and who keeps texting. I don't want them to look up Kevin Sumlin and see a DUI charge for the first thing to come out because that's all over the internet. That's all over the news. When I look up Maryland football right now, that's all I see. That's all the news stories I see. I can't really get to anything else. I just see the straight stories about Kevin Sumlin and I don't like that look for our program for the outside looking in. That's why I said he should get fired overall, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. He won't join the team for Northwestern, but Loxley spoke on the situation. We're aware of the charges. It's disappointing. And as coaches, we have to set the example and the model and the behavior that we want from our players. And we take it very seriously, Loxley said. And at the same time, I will also say he's part of our football family and we're going to support Kevin. So, Coach Loxley kind of actually said exactly what I said. He said a little bit better than me, but overall, those guys are supposed to be leaders of boys and men that are growing up 18 to 22, 23, however old the oldest college player is. Those guys are supposed to be the the coaches are supposed to be the leader of those guys and build those into men. And that's what their parents kind of do when they trust, when they drop them off at Maryland and allow them to take that scholarship on the football team. They trust those guys to develop those guys into grown men and learn lessons. But when you're making mistakes as a coach like that, it's not a good look because that's they're not going to learn from that. They're not going to – it's just a bad situation to look at from the kids' perspective when they're supposed to be role models overall for – for those kids, it's just not a good look for the program overall. And I think it can affect recruiting, especially when he's on a recruiting trip. He's on a job trip. He's not in Florida to go on vacation. He's on a recruiting trip during the bye. And during the season for this to happen, it's kind of hard. But it does sound like Coach Loxley is expecting Kevin to come back probably the next week and to get back when working and do what he does for the offense. I really hope he apologizes, which I'm sure he will. And I hope he redeemed himself with some good play calls and overall just better. I'm not going to say good play calls, just better mentorship for the kids overall, because that's what we're going to need as a program. That's the number one thing really overall is we need our program to 
have that kind of culture that we've built. And I think Coach Locksley's done a really good job of building that culture where there's not a lot of problems with the kids. He talked about it before the season. He said this is one of the first seasons where we haven't had any problems with any situations, with any kids getting in trouble. So that's kind of what we want to continue to happen. But we can't have coaches getting in trouble. Instead, that culture that Coach Locksley's built, we want to keep that and that family feel and they're set they said they're going to support kevin because that's what maryland football does but overall he needs to find a way to get it back make it back and to apologize to the team because this isn't exactly a great situation and a great look for our program but it sounds like he'll be back i don't know exactly i'm assuming next week but Overall, I know the tight ends. He's the tight ends coach. I know the tight ends miss him, whether it's Corey Deitches or there's Preston Howard. You have to adjust the staff around and everything when a, a situation like this. And it's a distraction. I haven't really said that. It's a distraction during a huge game week when we're on a two-game losing streak. It's a distraction that we don't need. So overall, it sounds like he'll be back. There's nothing much else I can say about it. Um, but hopefully the it, it kind of goes over and – People stop thinking about it, and hopefully it doesn't become a distraction against Northwestern. But hopefully overall, we're still able to win with it, the situation, and I hope it gets better. And overall, I do hope that we support Kevin Sumlin well. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Like and subscribe. We're here every day talking about Maryland football and basketball. So make sure you like, turn on the notification bell. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.